0: Welcome to the Quilter Circle Podcast. From piecing to quilting and everything in between, this podcast brings you tips and techniques from the experts and fun stories from quilters just like you. Hi everyone and welcome to the Quilter Circle Podcast. I'm Ashley Huff and today our special guest is Pam Heller who is with AccuQuilt. So thanks for being here Pam.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. So I want to talk a little bit about AccuQuilt, of course, but I also want to talk about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been quilting.
1: Um, I have been quilting just over 20 years. Oh, wow. um, we lived in a small town in Colorado, and my oldest son, Taylor, went to preschool and or to kindergarten, and my youngest son, Mason, went to preschool. So I had a little bit of time on my hands and mm-hmm. I not really know any quilters, but I could sew a quarter inch seam and i'd always wanted to be a quilter so i went to my local little quilt shop and said hey i can sew a quarter inch seam make me a quilter <laughs> and it worked
0: yeah and it worked it worked perfect do you so where where was that little town
1: and do you still remember like who that person was i do i do um it's this great little shop in fort morgan colorado called inspirations mm-hmm. Nancy originally owned the shop. They've sold it since then. Uh, But I still follow them on social media and I'm excited. It was a really a great experience. They um, put me in a class that was for six weeks and I worked on my quilting every day. But it was kind of the old school where they gave me a ruler and a rotary cutter and a cutting mat Mm -hmm. and pattern in in that format. So um, I actually learned that way. And you know, I have to say for probably 15 years, I made, I don't know, three or four quilts a year. Mm-hmm. I it, but I found that it just took so long to cut all the pieces. And I was forever making mistakes. And then I'd have to recut pieces. Mm-hmm. And then seven years ago, I was introduced to AccuQuilt, um, which cuts accurate every time. You can cut six layers of cotton in one pass. And it's 90% faster. So what used to take me an hour to cut out, I can cut out in less than 10 minutes. That's that's perfect. But I'm going to ask you about that in
0: just a sec. But actually, I, I, I'm one, I'm wishing I would have known you or had this conversation, say, like two years ago, because I used to live so close to Fort Morgan, and I would have stopped into that shop. Where did you live? In Johnstown? Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to have to go back there and make a little visit to another quilt shop. So there you go.
1: Third terrific.
0: <laughs> yes. All right. So... AccuQuilt. So if someone is listening to this and they have no idea what you're talking about,
1: what is it? So AccuQuilt is a fabric cutting system for quilters. It's basically a die cutting machine. We have um, different sizes of machines and then the dies cut geometric shapes. They cut applique shapes. We have over 250 dies. A great thing about our geometric shapes is that you, it cut it, we gave you that quarter inch seam allowance. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you want to cut a five, you know, a finished five inch square, we have a five and a half inch square die that will cut that shape for you. Mm -hmm. And Ashley, how, when you cut triangles and you have to cut off those little dog ears after you've sewn them on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We actually cut off the dog ears for you. Oh, perfect. So when you half square triangles or quarter square triangles, uh, we've already cut that off. So for quilters, it's a great system to cut accurately because I have to tell you, that was one of the things I really struggled with when I first learned to quilt was, you know, could I get my ruler in the right place? Did I make sure my rotary cutter didn't kind of wobble? Mm -hmm. I could only cut maybe two or three layers. Whereas with AccuQuilt, you can cut six layers of cotton, but you can also cut flannel and felt, denim, wool, wool. Minky. Um, I'm going to tell you to start with one or two of those layers. Right. I was just going to ask you if, if you had to adjust that.
0: Or if yeah. so, if you are using, say, you know, not your quilting cotton and just picking up something, is there either on your site or somewhere information with the cutter that tells you, hey,
1: if you're using denim only cut this many layers or something right. along those lines. Absolutely. Absolutely. So on our website, um, we have actually a, a chart that tells you kind of, you know, here's the fabrics you can cut and the layers you can cut. We also have hundreds of videos on our website and our YouTube um, video channels. So that allows you as a quilter to say, maybe Ashley, you go home and you, you purchased a new dye and you're not really sure how to use it. Mm-hmm. You can search engine and put you know, AccuQuilt uh, spiderweb die. And then mm-hmm. you can video and learn how to cut it. We actually, sh- you know, cut it out, sew it together and show you how to piece it. That's perfect. So not, I'm going to say my
0: problem would be not that I wouldn't know how to use it, but that I wouldn't have necessarily an idea of what to right. do with a specific one. So do you guys provide inspiration products, things yeah. like that?
1: Okay. Yes. And we have hundreds of free patterns. So perfect. You- website and you can browse through and you say, Oh, I really like this pattern. And then it will tell you, Oh, here's the dyes that you need and the shapes that you're going to cut. And it, it gives you all that relevant information because like you, Ashley, I feel like You know, I look at things and I go, ooh, I really wonder what now I can use this with. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, because I always kind of start in reverse. Like I see scrolling through Pinterest or something and you find, you know, your inspiration and then you go get what you need to make it versus, you know, having what you need to make it first and then trying to come up with something, right? Exactly. Perfect. Well, so you said you've made, you know, say three or four quilts a year. I don't know if that's that number has gone up or down um, over the years, but yeah. In time, what has
1: been your favorite pattern or favorite quilt you've ever made? Oh, so that's a great question. Um, I'm going to have to tell you, well, first of all, the number of quilts that I make in a year has increased drastically. (laughs) Good. 15 quilts a year. Wow. I made, you know, three to five. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it's just so much faster. I travel a lot. um, And so it allows me to cut out my pieces, get them all together. And then when I'm home, then I can just sit down and sew. But actually my all-time favorite shape of all are half square triangles. Really? Okay. The reason is um, half square triangles to cut them by hand is a nightmare because you cut a strip and then you cut a rectangle and then you take a quarter inch ruler and you trim on, you know, I mean, it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, it just takes so much time. You have to mark it in the center and mark the quarter inch seam and then, you know, trim off the dog ears. And so I find that with our half square triangle dies, I can just take a stack of scraps, mm-hmm. a lengthwise grain, because you want to cut on the lengthwise grain, stick Right on there, six layers, cut it. And then pretty soon I have enough for a quilt. And I can make, you know, scrappy quilts, I can make pinwheels, but I love half square triangles that's perfect well so that actually brings
0: me to something i know um people have maybe wonder about in terms of using the cutter because when you are cutting out say your fabric with your ruler and your rotary cutter you have yards of fabric potentially laying in front of you right what is the size of fabric that you have
1: to get down to i guess to be able to use the cutter sure great question so Mm let's say um you're going to cut five inch squares okay so on the die, um, there are two five inch squares on the die. So I'm gonna tell you to measure the width of the shape on its its widest point at a quarter of an inch on either side. So just rough cut ten and a half inches. Okay. Mm-hmm. actually five and a half, five and a half, that's eleven and a half. So eleven and a half inches. And just rough cut it with your rotary cutter. And then you take your fabric, because now it's in a usable form, and fan fold back and forth six layers. And it doesn't matter if there's some um, fabric hanging over the edge of that die, because there's no blades in the cutters. There's just steel rollers. The blades are actually located in the dies. And so you push that fabric through, fan fold back and forth six layers and go. But I'm going to tell you um, that quilters, boy, if you have scraps... My favorite question when I travel is, when you finish with a project and you have all of those scraps left over, what do you do with it? So, Ashley, what do you do mm-hmm. with your scraps? Uh,
0: so, it used to be I would save everything, every little thing. Okay. Lately, they are like little pieces. So, my son is two and a half, okay. and he loves to play with them. So, they literally just become... Like little kid toys, he has his own little pile of scraps that he gets to play with. So I'm not going to say that they're going to stay usable quality, <laughs> um, but he does right. enjoy them.
1: So most cultures, when they finish with a the project, they take their scraps and they put them in a bag or a box or a drawer or somewhere. Yes, and so I'm going to tell you that um, you want to find the lengthwise grain of your fabric and just those scraps and cut them up into usable shapes so for example if you have long skinny straps i'm going to tell you to cut two and a half inch strips we have a two and a half inch strip die mm-hmm. or if they're kind of big and chunky i love to cut four and a half inch half square triangles mm-hmm. so it allows you to not only bust up your stash which we all have mm-hmm. but to use those scraps into provide them into usable shapes that's perfect. Well, so you mentioned you
0: rough cutting out your, your piece. So say you're going to have, you know, a little tiny bit of extra around the outside edge of all your shapes. So I'm going to call that I don't, I don't want to call it waste fabric. Cause there's always a little bit, but you know, you have that little bit of fabric you're cutting off. So do you have yeah. to uh, adjust fabric requirements to quilt patterns at all? If it's not written for an AccuQuilt cutter, or are you usually safe within the given requirements? so
1: i'm going to tell you that it depends on the shape so for example um if you're going to cut five and a half inch squares no you're not going to have to adjust to that at all pattern requirements usually add a little bit of extra fabric to make sure that you're cutting it correctly Mm -hmm. also if you're doing half square triangles um like i said before you'd have to cut a bigger piece you know mark it cut it in half trim it down so for sure um, you wouldn't want, you don't have to worry about that. If you're doing a pattern, the only, um, caution that I give is if you're buying a quilt kit, because mm-hmm. typically when, um, shops kit a pattern, they're really close to how you're going to cut those pieces out. And sometimes like, say for example, a half square triangles, it's a little bit bigger on the die. And so it's not going to fit. But as far as patterns as a whole, I would say, yeah, you you don't have to worry about um, adjusting that pattern for fabric requirements. And you're right. You're going to have just those little edges, that very little waste. Um, and I, you know what? I put those in dog beds. So yeah, I was going to say, we even,
0: I uh, had never heard of that. And we actually have an article on our website that someone wrote and that's what they do with them as well. So Isn't I think that that's a great good? idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah. Just get all mm-hmm. those little tiny scraps. I had a quilter one time asked me, she said, You know, Pam, how small is too small of a scrap, which I think is a great question. So I feel like if you can't cut a one and a half inch strip with it, um, to me, that's just too small. You know, some quilters are being like crumb quilts where they just take all the pieces and create new fabric. Um, But for me, that's that's just it's just not my wheelhouse.
0: Right. That seems a little too time consuming for me. I'm I'm with you and I'm (laughs) going to keep the bigger pieces. Uh, Well, so you mentioned that your number of quilts that you've made has increased exponentially. So we'll say you started
1: with with four a year, you're now at 15 a
0: year. What do you do with them all?
1: Oh, so that's so great. Um, So most of them I give away, right? Because we're quilters. Um, I do some charity quilts. I have a granddaughter who is five. Now listen, Mm -hmm. don't judge me. She has like nine quilts so you know she's only five um so I do that yeah you know a lot of times I do um for our family or you know weddings and those kind of things um I love the concept of quilting the fact that I can take perfectly good fabric and cut it up into lots of different pieces and Mm -hmm. make something new with it it's just so exciting to me and the thing I love the most is that creative process I have to tell you binding quilts is like my least favorite thing to do you know I feel like you know I'm one of those people that can make to- tops for days and then you know if we have to quilt them and put a binding on them um, but a lot of them I just keep and we have with our family so yeah
0: yeah I am 100 percent with you on that I love the design process the picking out fabric, piecing a quilt, and then I have a very talented friend who long-arm quilts them for there me and go. then sometimes <laughs> binds them for me. If not, my mom loves hand sewing and she
1: always offers to hand sew my bindings in place. Oh I'm my like, gosh, that I need one of those. I need your mom in my life. <laughs> okay, I'll let her know. Well, I spend a great deal of time on airplanes and in hotels, so I hand bind a lot as well. Gotcha, I can, I can
0: imagine you with a big king-size quilt on your lap on an airplane, just like... <laughs> Sitting there sewing that on there. That's perfect. Well, so that all, down. <laughs> you mentioned that you have your granddaughter and I have a son who um, has actually helps me with my AccuQuilt cutter. He likes to crank the handle sometimes with he supervision, of course, uh, but sort of what are, you know, are there different systems? Are there ones that are more maybe geared toward if you have a younger child who wants to get into quilting, one that you'd feel better about them using?
1: Right. So we actually have a manual machine, um, which can cut, I don't know, we have 250 dies that it can use. And mm-hmm. it's real portable. You can lay it down on a table. And that's what Oakley actually learned. Oakley's my granddaughter, mm-hmm. uh, learned with. So she was really good. I taught her how to find the lengthwise grain because as it goes through the cutter, that's what you want it to be that lengthwise grain on our dies. And mm-hmm. so she could take scrap fabric and she could find that lengthwise grain, put on the cutting mat and turn it. And then about a year ago, um, I introduced her to the Go Big, which is an electric cutter. And it's four inches wider than our go cutter. So you can actually cut two six by twelve dies in one pass. Mm-hmm. She won't turn the handle ever. She just always wants to use the electric one because it's <laughs> so fast. In fact, um, tomorrow she's going to be on Facebook Live with me. So oh, really. Yeah, we're gonna cut out. Um, we just released three new Christmas dies gingerbread cookie, um, a Christmas stocking, and then some letters, two-inch letters. So we're going to come show you that. So, you know, I talked about you can always cut cotton, but Oakley's actually going to cut gingerbread man out of craft foam. And then I have a lot of brick rack and googly eyes and little Christmas balls so she can make her own gingerbread man. We're going to use them as gift tags for some projects that we're going to do. Um, she's going to cut the Christmas stocking out of, again, craft foam. And then the little letters, we're going to have her do her name. And I mean, it's just such a great opportunity for me to spend time with Oakley. She loves to cut. And she actually, if I sit with her, she can actually sew straight. Like, you know, go in squares together. And she's helping me make um, some nine patches together. And her attention span is a little short. Uh, but Mm -hmm. loves to do it. So I'm going to tell you, if you have kids or grandkids, the system is perfect for that because it allows them to cut up scraps. Maybe you have a teenage uh, child or niece or a nephew who's kind of looking into that crafting world or that sewing world. I mean, this is the perfect system for it because you can, you know, cut up your scraps and they can just sew them together and make, yeah. You know, little, you know, little blankets, little quilts, little doll blankets, whatever you want them to use.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I, I would have never thought of craft foam oh, yeah. on making. That's perfect. So is there um, I don't want to like open a can of worms here, but
1: what can't you cut? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the blades, first of all, the blades and the dies never need sharpening. They're steel blades. Um, what's going to be need to be replaced is your cutting mat. So you're going to get thousands of cuts out of that die. It's not like you're sewing scissors. You know, your sewing scissors have two blades that run against each other, whereas this mm-hmm. is a die cutting machine. So I'm going to tell you, don't cut wood with it. Don't cut okay. leather, um, leather with it. Um, you know, if it's, if it's pretty thick, I'm going to tell you not to cut with it. But I cut okay. minky and craft foam and um, real thin layers of leather. I've cut cork with my cutter. Yeah. So, you know, those kind of layers, um, you know, one or two layers of those thicker fabrics is what you want to do. Gotcha. Perfect. Well, so I'm going to have to
0: tune in and watch that. I'm very excited about that. I think, I don't know if Hank can cut out, Hank's my son. I don't know if he can cut them out himself, but I think if I were to cut some out for him, he would definitely enjoy putting all of the
1: decorations on them. Right. I love that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just so fun. And it's just been, um, you know, in Oakley, when she comes to the house, she'll say, okay, she calls me Lola. She'll say, Lola, let's cut stuff. I'm like, you bet. You know, so I can get her cutting scraps and she can sew them together. And I think it's important as quilters to pass this knowledge and this passion and this love for quilting to that next generation. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. My son is in here with me
0: anytime I let him. So I think he's right along with there. Well, so you mentioned that uh, you have three new Christmas dyes that are coming out. Uh, how yeah. often do you guys release new dyes? And is it more often, um, I don't want to say theme specific, but the the applique dies versus say traditional piece dyes?
1: Um, yeah, great question. So this past year, um, we've released, I want to think 13 dyes, 14 dyes, 15 dies, mm-hmm. Um, and some of them were, um, applique shapes. So like the gingerbread cookie and we did, um, a couple of other, um, applique shapes, but we also released, um, what we call bob dies. So a bob is a block on board, which means all the pieces you need to make one quilt block are on the die board. Mm -hmm. One of the quilts um, dies that we released this year was Storm at Sea. Now, Ashley, I don't know if you've ever made a Storm at Sea pattern, but it's always been my bucket list quilt.
0: I have like three designed and I've yet to make them. (laughs) They always just
1: keep Pushing off to my next one to the next one. (laughs) Yeah. So with me, I just, it was just always my bucket list quilt. And I never wanted to cut, you know, the 57,000 pieces you need to make Stormit. But now we have a Stormit C die. And I have to tell you, I've made blocks from it. I've made patterns, different patterns with it. It's just such a great die. So we offer both applique shapes and piecing. So the great thing about our applique dies is... That they come with a free embroidery download. So mm-hmm. let's say um, you purchase the pumpkin die, you can go to our website and download the free embroidery file. And then it will give you the satin stitch, the blanket stitch, or the motif stitch to stitch around your pumpkin shape. So if you're oh, wow. if you're going to use applique, I'm going to tell you to take your fabric and put that fusible on the back of your fabric, iron it down. Now, you have to count that fusible as a half a layer of fabric. So you can put up to four layers of cotton pre-fused fabric and run it through the die board or run it through the die cutter. Mm -hmm. So once you've cut it, then um, take that little flash drive that you've downloaded the uh, pattern for, put it in your embroidery machine. And what it's going to do, Ashley, is put a placement stitch. And then once it puts your placement stitch down, so you're going to keep it in the hoop, then you're gonna peel off the back paper, put that pumpkin down in the placement, take your little iron and iron it down. And then it will put um, the blanket stitch or the satin stitch or the motif stitch around the edge.
0: That is perfect. And that just answered what was gonna be my follow-up question of how you know where to put it. Yes. So does that work for if the shape
1: has more than one piece? Yes. So for example, Sunbonnet okay. Sue, Let's Sunbonnet, mm-hmm. I don't eight pieces. So it's gonna start at her feet. So it's going to put the placement stitch on for her feet, and then it's going to put her skirt, and then it's going to put her hand and her sleeve, and it's just going to build it out. So that gives you the chance. You can either do all the stitching in one color, but maybe you want to do a different color. You can switch out your thread in your embroidery machine. And those files work with all of embroidery files. I mean, we I don't know. There's a whole bunch of them. There's one for yours.
0: Right. Yeah. Perfect. See ya. I need to, can you, is there a way to special
1: request a dye? Yeah, <laughs> I, need, I need that in my life, like right yes. now. <laughs> um, we have a, a company called Custom Shape Pros, and they, uh, we'll send you the link for that. They are a sister company, um, and they make custom dies for either paper or fabric. So I told you my name is Lola, Oakley calls me Lola, and I believe that everybody should put a label on their quilt. Okay. Every time you make a quilt, you should put a label, but I'm not really very good at that. As far as, you know, it's just when, when it's all done, I think, dang, I should have put a label on there. So Mm -hmm. I actually had a custom die made that says Lola. So it cuts the square and then it cuts the L-O-L-A out. And I just run it on. Uh, put fusible on the back and it cuts it out and then I just basically iron it down and then hand stitch around it on every quilt that I make that's perfect I was half joking when I asked you but I'm so glad I did because now I know that you can do that I was I I was thinking I was just reaching there but uh yeah I'm definitely gonna do that no um, you have to make sure it's not licensed like you can have mouse ears you know but you can if you can design your own yeah we can do those well now I have to rethink it I'm gonna have to research this further I know, because we're going to have
0: mouth ears. No, not mouth ears. No, my so my son, I mentioned he's two and a half. Yes. Uh, he's going to get his first big boy bed soon. So I figured I should make him a quilt for his for first sure. bed. And he is obsessed with Paw Patrol. So I just wanted a paw print. Oh, you could do a paw print. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to. All right. For sure. I'm going on that website like as soon as I'm done talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. So you obviously know a lot about AccuQuote because you've been working for them, but you also teach for them. I too. do as well.
1: I do. I've been doing that uh, for about four years now. So, I'm an international educator. I travel all over the United States and Canada doing events, two day events at quilt shops that carry our product. So, last week I was in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, this week I'm going to Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Then I'm going to Ottawa, Canada. So, I mm-hmm. travel all over and I love it. I love meeting new quilters. Um, I also train our educators and create new classes for our events. And then I work with local quilt guilds. Uh, We do Facebook live. Um, I'm the person who does all of our new product videos, which is kind of fun for me. Um, So I I have lots of roles, but I love that educating part. Um, I learn so much from quilters when I'm out teaching. Because they'll say, oh, I thought maybe you should do this or this or this. And I was like, I have never thought about that. This is a great <laughs> idea. So I actually keep a travel journal of where I was and something that I learned. And I find that everywhere I've been, I've learned something. So, for example, I was in an event um, a couple of years ago. And um, I, the cube system comes in a great little box. And it has little pull tabs so you can pull those dies out. Mm-hmm. pulled this tab out and I broke a, frank, a fingernail, which is such a first world problem, just saying. And in my group, there was a 93-year-old active quilter. Her name was Loretta. Loretta said, Pam, if you pull the skinny fi- uh, folder out first, you'll never break a nail. And I'm like, I share that with everybody, everywhere I go. So I, I love that teaching process. That is perfect.
0: I love that too. I'm staring at, I have the eight inch cube sitting on a shelf- yeah. Next to me. And I yeah, it does have one skinny one, two big ones. That makes sense. Yeah. Always pull that one out. So pull the skinny one first, you'll never break it in. All right, that's perfect. I'm gonna, gonna write that down so I don't mm-hmm. don't forget it. Well, so do you have a favorite uh physical place you've
1: ever taught in? Oh gosh, that's gonna be real hard. Um you know, I I have the advantage of kind of choosing where I want to go. Um I've been to some really I went to this really magical place in Toronto, Canada called the Work Room. Mm-hmm. And in this old building that has really cool old hardwood floors and it is truly a creative space. Um, When you walk in, there's a place where you can like weave and there's this potbelly stove. I went in the wintertime, it was so cold Mm -hmm. and there's a couch. And then in the back there are these big long um, sinks where you can dye your own wool or fabric. And they offer classes, and they offer education, and they have patterns, Um, like if you want to make clothing patterns, you know, kind of thing. And I love it because um, quilt shops are magical places sometimes, and when you walk in, you just think, this is a magical space. This, This is where you come, and everybody who was there was a quilter or a garment designer or, you know, weaver, you know, I mean, they just had all these little um, creative things that they love to do. And I like to be in those kind of spaces because it really is um, inspiring to me to go, Oh, I kind of need to think outside the box a little bit. You know, I'm a quilter and I'm really good at that, but maybe I should try knitting or should I try crocheting or some other kind of crafting thing. Mm Yeah. Toronto is a beautiful place. It was a, it was a great space. Um, And like I say, I've been all, all over the world. So um, uh, I have in the past uh, been a presenter on Create and Craft Television, which is based in the UK. Mm -hmm. And and, um, I go to London and spend a week there. And um, that is really fun because it's different. It's different than having a live audience. Uh, We go in and they have, recording studio and we broadcast live to the UK and the first time I did it I was a little nervous because you know I kind of have a little script in my head I kind of know what I'm gonna say and there wasn't an audience to kind of get that feedback from, but I have a host and we've just had such great times when I'm there. So, um, I, you know, and I bring them lucky charms because in the UK you can't get lucky charms and, you know, better M and M's. And so they're, they're so cute. They're like, Oh, Pam, hello must be here. So, um, yeah, so that's a great, and I, you know, demonstrate our AccuQuilt products on CCTV.
0: Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Um, so, Of all the the tips you've learned and all the the people you've taught, uh, is there something that you can say, okay, people that are getting into using a cutter mainly struggle with this, or here's some great tips on
1: getting started and how you, you can do that. So I think the thing that quilters struggle with the most is they purchased our product and they've never taken it out of the box. (laughs) I meet quilters every time I do an event. Quilters own product, never take them out of the box. Sometimes I give them a rotary cutter and say, here, because unless you take it out of the box, you might as well just have a new rotary cutter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that there's kind of an intimidation factor there because they want to cut fabric correctly. So my tip is, first of all, take it out of the box. <laughs> Um, and remove the little one first, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Pull the little one first. And then I'm going to tell you that find some fabric you don't love and practice cutting with it. Okay. I mean, yeah. we, we, we all have fabric. We don't love. So the, the, the tip I'm going to tell you is when you're cutting with our dies, you want to have the label of the die be at your belly and the lengthwise grain of the fabric back and forth across the, the dye, because that lengthwise green is really tight and you're going to get a good clean cut. Mm -hmm. So put that label at your belly, put the fabric just barely over the shape. It doesn't have to match it perfectly. You don't have to subcut it. You can just use your scraps and just make sure your fabrics ironed, you know, pressed and, and ready to go. And then just practice cutting with it. And I think once you get that general knowledge of, oh, this is so easy. Then you can start cutting out projects and making quilts because as quilters that that's what we want to do. We want to get faster. We want to cut our fabric faster so we have more time to create and make projects.
0: Yes, absolutely. I 100 agree. Um, I'm sitting here staring at the collection that I have that. There's a couple I haven't taken out of their packages, but most of them I have. But so I have a cube, which obviously comes in a little, you know, neat box, easy to stack, put on a shelf. But then I have a lot of miscellaneous, say, applique shapes and things. How do you store yours or how do you recommend that people
1: store all all of the dies I have? So you want to make sure you're stacking. Let's say you have a bookshelf that you're keeping your dies on. You want to stack them straight up and down like books on a shelf. You don't want to lay them one on top of each other. The weight of the dies on top will damage the blades of the bottom. So stack them like books on a shelf. We actually at AccuQuilt have some storage uh, solutions for you, where you can put eight dies together. So for example, if I have a theme, um, I'm a big Halloween person, fall pumpkin kind of thing. So I have a tendency to store those dies all together in our storage system. And then on the outside, I just wrote fall dies. And then yeah. you want to do Christmas dyes or um, uh, flowers or hearts. And so for us, that uh, that's a great way to kind of store your dyes and keep them where they want to be. But we have this great, we have an app. Mm-hmm. That, um, it's a free app. You can download it. And what it will do is you have to create an account. So if you've ever ordered from AccuQuilt.com, it's your AccuQuilt.com login. Uh, but if you've never ordered from accuquilt.com, you have to create a username and a password. And then what you can do, Ashley, is go and scan the barcode of all of your dies and it will create an inventory for you. Oh. To purchase new oh. dies, you can say, Oh, I already have the spider web die. Or I I don't have that. I, I want to add it to my collection. Because I think that's one of the other kind of uh, frustrations with quilters is they have all these dyes at home, and they don't know what they don't know which ones they have, and they want to maybe mm-hmm. work on a new project. And do I have that dye or do I not? I don't want to duplicate it. So with the app, that allows you to keep track of your dyes. Perfect. So
0: if I were to just go to the app store, I just search for yep. AccuCult. Yep, it's a, a green square
1: with a little white A, and it's a.
0: Perfect. So, you know, I really should talk to you more often because apparently I am stacking mine wrong because I need to fix those on my shelf. Like as soon as we're done talking here. You are not
1: alone, Ashley. You are not alone.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a great thing to know because for me, I mean, I have sort of a random assortment of them. They're all different sizes. So some of them are the shorter square looking, some are longer rectangular. And so, yeah, I do just have, I mean, they're only stacked, you know, three or four high, but over a while I can see how them sitting that way is not good for them. So that's perfect. So what what would you say to somebody who is worried about justifying cost of quilting equipment? Because I think that's something that people talk about a lot is quilting can be expensive between the fabric and the machines and all of that. So in terms of purchasing a new fabric cutting system, you have your AccuQuilt versus, you know, a bunch of rulers and a bunch of new rotary blades all the time. So
1: what would you say about that? You know, I, I think that that's a really great comparison because what happens is in the in the non AcuQuote world, you have rotary cutters and you have multiple multiple rulers, and I'm going to tell you those multiple rulers you're probably going to maybe use once or twice, right? Because you bought them for a specific project, and so now you've created collected hundreds of dollars worth of rulers that you're only going to use once or twice, whereas For, you know, a a base price, you can get our Ready, Set, Go, which has our Go fabric cutter, which is our manual machine, our Mm 8-inch cube, which makes 72 mix-and-match patterns. It's eight geometric shapes that we put together for you, two-and-a-half-inch strip die cutting mat, and this great book by our good friend Eleanor Burns, and it's all together in one package. And for about the price you've been paying for your stack of rulers and your rotary cutters, you can now have a system that you can now create multiple over and over and over different kinds of shapes and, and patterns that you're going to use it for. So when it comes to that price point, um, I tell quilters, I say, you know, OK, so you bought the flying geese ruler or you bought, you know, a log cabin ruler. You paid $40 for it. How many times did you use it? Whereas mm-hmm. cutting system, you're going to use it over and over and over again.
0: Right. I have a, a pineapple ruler. I think I just, I think I hang it on the wall for decoration. I'm not sure I've ever go. actually used it. Uh, so the only thing you really would need to replace, you mentioned, is the, the
1: cutting mat part of it. How often and do you have to replace something like that? So it just really depends on how often you use them. But I'm going to tell you every, ah, it's maybe if you're using them every day, probably six months or so, you're going to know when you need to replace your mat when it stops cutting cleanly. But right. you want to flip that mat and turn it and kind of offset it a little bit and get all the use out of it that you can. Right. And so those are pretty inexpensive. Perfect. I to say, so it's a lot like your, your
0: regular cutting mat. I mean, I always end up with a groove at like the 10-inch line or something. You just right. know or if you're using it. Yeah. Yeah, yep, exactly. Well, so... Um, when I was setting up this, this podcast with you, I got an email with some fun facts about you that
1: I want to ask about. Um, oh, okay. you, you are a licensed pilot. I am. Um, when I was in high school, now no pun intended, they had a pilot program um, for high school students to learn a vocation. So mm-hmm. when I was a junior and senior in high school, because I was an, an outstanding student, um, then half the morning i went to high school and then the other half i went to flight school so wow. i actually learned my i earned my um, commercial license and i fly to stay current and i love it um, it's a it was a great opportunity for me to really build self-confidence you know i feel like when you're 16 and 17 years old um you, you're not really quite sure where you are in the world and for me, um, I could get in an airplane and, and fly wherever I wanted to fly. So, uh, yeah, my husband, he's terrible about going on airplanes with me. Because, <laughs> well, he's terrible because he'll say, is there something wrong? You would tell me if there was something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is fine. We're going to be fine. Yeah. So,
0: yep. That is that is amazing. And so I obviously, I've, I've been on planes, I've been in planes. But so for me, how do you, you said you fly to stay current. How do you yeah. just... Obviously with a car, I have one parked out front. I can just go get in it and go. Like, how do you do yeah. that? You have your own plane? You
1: just go. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so I just rent planes here. Um, they have um, airports here in Omaha that are smaller airports. And I'll just rent planes for a couple of hours and just fly to stay current. Yeah. Um, I don't t- typically when I travel, I don't want to, um, you know, my schedule is so tight that, you know, I'm going to fly to Detroit and then I'm going to drive to Ann Arbor. Um, I'm never going to fly there myself. Uh, but so, yeah, so I just do it recreational and it's great. I love it.
0: That is, that is really cool. So that is the first, I'm going to say, uh, conversation I've had with someone where their other hobby isn't necessarily craft related (laughs) at all. (laughs) I love it.
1: (laughs) I'm going to fly in a plane.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, so are there, you know, plane
1: related dyes? Does AccuQuilt have planes? Oh, I wish. We actually do. Um, we actually have an airplane dye. And it was kind of funny because um, when they were designing it, I had some input to say, "Hey, that's not really correct," <laughs> not, you know. Um, but they're they're a little more um, kid friendly. They're meant, you know, for nurseries and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, so no, but I I I've used it a couple of times on projects. But no, there's not an airplane die in that respect. I wish there okay. was like a big plane. See if I could wish, right, a big plane that had, you know, windows that you could add people into and make it huge and kind of fun. So,
0: see, I've recently heard about this thing
1: called Custom Shape
0: Pros. Oh, right. So...
1: <laughs> they can make a custom die for you.
0: Yeah, there you go. Well, so you you mentioned um, more like nurseries and things, and that's actually something that um, I'm getting ready to set one up. So I'm kind of trying to decide what themes I want to go with. But Here. what other... What themes do you have? You mentioned Christmas. Now we have some
1: nursery kind of things. Yes, we have like nursery. You... Yes, and we have um, we have letters, so you could make you know personalized projects. Um, oh, we have really cute. Um, there's like a sheep and a baby rattle, and that's kind of cute mm-hmm. little lamies. Um, so yeah, kind of those. Or if you totally wanted to make it just. Like a modern, you know, blacks and whites, you know, you could make use our tumbler die. So when Oakley was first born, um, I used our six inch tumbler die and I made uh, three whites and three blacks and kind of intermixed them. And then I made little ladybugs because we have a circle die. And so I could stitch some little ladybugs on it. So it was black and white and then it had these bright red ladybugs. Oh. really cute. It was really cute. Um, I use the tumbler die a lot, um, for baby gifts because first of all, we cut off the dog ears. So it goes together beautifully. And so really fast to put those together. Um, we have an elephant die. So, um, my niece and nephew, um, Kennedy and Chase, um, I did their twins. So I did Kennedy's were, um, brown and pink so i had little brown elephants across the bottom and then chase is the boy and so i did gray elephants with gray and blue so it was and then i embroidered their names on the bottom so it was really cute
0: that's so you're giving me ideas here i'm taking notes um well so we talked about this before we even started recording this and then you just mentioned um omaha when you were flying
1: but so that's where accuquilt is located correct It is. It is. Um, We used to be located in Fremont, Nebraska, but we moved here about eight years ago and uh, we're right off the interstate. You can come in and take a tour. You can call ahead and make an appointment and we're going to show you the dream studio. We have a gallery that has quilts that change. Um, We'll talk about how we make dyes and how the company began. So yeah, we'd love to have you come in. Steve Navity is our CEO and he loves to take pictures with all the people who come in on a tour. So yep, come in and hang out with us.
0: Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here and, and chatting with me and uh, telling all your fun stories. And also, of course, giving tips for anyone who wants to get started really cutting their fabric accurately. Thank you so
1: much for having me, Ashley. Of course. And we'll talk to you later.